Hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World at War Comics. Thanks for joining us today. We have another amazing guest. Today, we're speaking with Kenny Aiken. He is the writer and creator of Apex um, Cybernetic Samurai Owl. Um, here is the issue one cover. Um, awesome comic book. He is through three issues um, as of right now, and I believe he's currently working on a fourth issue. Um, but I had an awesome opportunity at Comic-Con Revolution in Ontario to... Uh, sit down with Kenny just for a few minutes. We did an interview for Comic Crusaders. Um, great guy. Um, he's also an artist. He's done some comic uh, covers um, for different uh, writers, um, including like Source Point um, Press. But uh, yeah, without further ado, really enjoyed um, my time with Kenny in um, Ontario. And I hope you're going to enjoy the time that we have right now. Without further ado, here's Kenny and I. Thank you, everyone. Well, hello, everyone. Kenny, welcome to World at War Comics. Really appreciate you coming on. For all of you that are listening, this is Kenny Aiken. He is a writer, creator, artist, uh, a little bit of everything, right, Kenny? Yeah, I do a little, little bit of everything, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had an awesome opportunity at uh, Comic-Con Revolution to get to uh, meet you. And, uh, man, we had a great conversation. You did a small interview for Comic Crusader, so I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, I asked if you want to come on the show. You were kind enough to do so. So welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really like doing that show. That show's um, that's that's my second time going to that show. And it's always cool, like um, getting to go like everybody there is always like really fun to talk to. It's, it's yeah, it really stands out to me. So. And I think this was the first year where they added the uh, that uh, creator section, right? Because it was the other building before I heard. Um, I think last year was the same thing because I think my okay. table was like similar in a similar similar place to where it was last time. So yeah, was... awesome man. Well, it was a great show. I'm I'm so glad locally. I, I live here in Southern California near Palm Springs, so I was really happy to have a Comic Con that was really easy to get to. And so yeah, I had a lot of fun, man. It was it was great. Yeah, that's that's always good to have one that's close by. We have a we have one up here, Sundial Bridge Comic Con. Um, up in Redding, California, that uh, has been happening once a year for the last, I want to say five years now. It's oh, very wow. nice to get, get, a, um, get a show nearby where I don't have to drive, you know, a million miles to go. So <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit of a drive to come down to Ontario. Yeah, nine hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's if there's no, there are no problems. I had, um, when I went down there last year, on the way back, I was like, oh, it's just, a, you know, I left right after the show, like I did this time, just drive home, man. Uh, a truck caught on fire in the highway and I was stuck there for three hours. So oh man, that's terrible. Right you take LA, the five yeah. all the way up? Yeah. Yeah. The five could be really messy sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's funny because right before that, my phone was telling me, you know, take the 99 um, <laughs> around and go do this because there's like a 20 minute delay. And I'm like, oh, it's only 20 minutes. It's not that big of a deal. And then 20 minutes turned into three hours. I was like, yeah. yikes. So Yeah. I don't know. 99 is pretty painful to drive to sometimes. It is. You know, it's really dangerous up here because 99 runs um, all the way up through here too. And it's really, yeah. uh, there's a lot of wrecks on there all the time. I mean, it's just straight and there's not a lot to see in portions of it. And I think you just kind of zone out and all of a sudden you could be in some pretty. Right. You see a curve and boom. Yep. That's all it takes. Right. Although they have like 50 Walmarts all the way up there. So as a toy collector, I'd like to do that. <laughs> just yeah, it's, all, it's, all, it's all farmland up here and on the, on the stretch 99. It's just yeah. windy, windy farmland and nothing. <laughs> well, Kenny, I mean, I thought maybe we kind of talk about, uh, you know, how you got into comics, like when it looks like Apex was what, 2019, 2020, somewhere around there when you uh, had your first issue. Yeah. Yeah. So we released uh, the first issue in uh, April, 2020. Well, we were, well, was here. yeah, April. So yeah, April, 2020, we released the first issue. Um, it was, I was going to release in March, 2020. And then everybody knows what happened in March, 2020. That was uh, yeah. a fun month. I mean, literally the day, the day everybody's like, Hey, lock it down. And that was like two days later, it was supposed to be my release date for um, that on Kickstarter. And um, it was a nightmare. I was like, you know, I'm going to delay this because yeah, nobody knows yeah. what's going on. Um, I don't know what's going on. You know, you start worrying about, you know, are people even going to have jobs? You know, like that, yeah. was, was a, you know, it was a really, it was a really um, uncertain time. So yeah, uh, we did it in August or we did it in April and uh, it was, it was a pretty, pretty big success for my first Kickstarter. And um, then we've just been doing one every six, six to eight months um, since then. So nice. So you're on issue five is already out. Yeah. So we're on book five. So we started a new arc at issue uh, at book four. We started a new arc and then okay. there's three arcs total. 
and uh, we're on the we're on the second part of arc two. So nice, man. Well, I, I got to get caught up. I only have issue one, so I, I just bought so many issues at uh, the revolution that I was like, I better uh, pace myself here. But uh, I'm gonna have to jump on that, man. It was a great. The artwork is great. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen it yet, it is uh, pretty awesome, man. And thanks for signing that for me. That's pretty dope. Yeah, thanks. Came out really nice, yeah. man. Yeah, we yeah, are so making it. Um, Brian's a, Brian's an amazing artist, um, yeah. amazing line artist, and uh, I just love coloring his work. I, I always ask him to send me stuff. He's always drawing, uh, doing fan art stuff. I don't, I don't like doing fan art personally. Yeah. Um, but when he draws stuff like Thundercats or something like that, I'm like, hey, send that to me. I want to color it. So, so, yeah. <laughs> so coloring's more your specialty, you think, or? Yeah, I think for comics, I'm illustrating my next book, but for um, uh, my next series is a different thing, but um for comic book coloring is a lot of fun, I think. And, um, it's just kind of natural to me. I, I'm a yeah. traditional painter as well. So, oh, okay. um, coloring is just kind of, it's just, uh, it just feels natural. Well, you did some cover art. I, I thought I read, right. I think you did. Was it, uh, cold dead hands. Did you do anything with that one? Yeah, so, um, Brian and I both did that. Yeah. So cold oh, dead okay. hands, um, my good friend, Garrett Gunn, actually, he's, he's actually who got me into comics. Um, I don't know. Do you know Garrett Gunn? Garrett Gunn, uh, he did a, he's a good boy. I mean, he's done so much shit. It's, uh, yeah. Anymore. Um, I mean, so I read a little bit about him when I was uh, looking up more information about Apex. So I assumed you two were, were friends because every time I looked up you, there was something on him too. So. Right. Right. Yeah. He did. Um, yeah. So he, he's from, he's from the area where I'm, where I live. And, uh, okay. so he, he moved away. I've seen him forever. Um, but, uh, yeah, he did. He he read my first scripts for uh, Apex. Apex actually started out as a stupid comic strip. And it was really uh, kind of tongue in cheek, kind of um, with a Looney Tunes kind of vibe. It was yeah. more like um, I did. I actually did four four pages. So what I was going to do is I was going to do like eleven by seventeen once a week mm -hmm. about this overpowered owl that just like destroys like kaiju monsters and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just funny because he's an owl, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's like small. And he's like killing like you know dinosaurs and whatnot. And uh, he's just like, hey, man, just just do a full book, dude. It'll be like yeah. super cool. And I'm like, eh, I don't know, you know, and then I, you know, I toyed around with the idea for a while. And then uh, for nine months, I was like, OK, I'm going to draw this thing. And I just yeah. totally hated it. I'm like, everything I drew, I just was like not happy with. Uh -huh. So finally, I'm like, hey, you know, Garrett, you know, any artists, you know, line artists that will, you know, work with me on this? And he's like, yeah, he said, you know, hooked me up with Brian. And it's been, it's been awesome ever since. Brian sends me a couple pages a week. And I'm just always like keeps me motivated you know keep going on it because it's 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 hard sometimes you know yeah oh, for sure and you know keep keep moving on stuff so mm -hmm. yeah yeah so has brian been the artist on all five then yeah yeah nice so. it's good to have that continuity right that um that one artist right that same look in every single book i think as a reader i like to see that i know in in the big two sometimes you'll you'll be reading a a title and like almost every other issue is a different artist. And sometimes that's cool, but other times you're like, man, it just doesn't look the same. And it's throwing me off as I'm reading the story. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I was just reading, um, one of my favorite series, generation X from like the nineties. I don't know if you're familiar with Oh that. yeah. Like I just, uh, I'm looking at the Chris Bacalo art and yeah. like, such an inspiration to me. And I was yeah. reading through like the first part of the series and I'm like, this is great. And then it like switches to the other artists and I'm like, you know, this is good, but it's just yeah. not the same. It's, it's just not the same feeling. It's weird. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, you really lose that that connection to it, you know? Exactly, exactly. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. So um, you're kind of like, how often are you going to Comic-Cons? Are, are you just kind of on like a, a little bit of a tour and you have the, the certain cons that you like to go to and you just do that throughout the year to to help uh, get the, the word out about Apex? Yeah, so this year, um, it's it's mainly just about uh, mostly just travel logistics, you know, just trying to get uh, every everywhere I have to go is kind of a long way. So I'm just trying yeah. to figure out, you know, I'm still trying to find my, I, I guess my uh, land legs on that, trying to figure out yeah. where where I can go. Yeah. Uh, last year I went to a lot of places and it was really exhausting. So this yeah. year I'm like, I'm gonna be a little more selective this year. Go um, go to ones that, that I really liked last year and you know see see how that goes. And so far it's been good. I've done. Um, Ontario was my first show of the year. Uh, next one I'm going to is uh, uh, Silver Age Comic Con in uh, Reno. Okay. And that's a short drive. That's only about three about three hours. So that's okay, a day, that's a day trip for me. I just yeah. go down in the morning, shoot over there, hang out, and then go home. So yeah, um, I like that one. 
and then uh, last year I also did one in Idaho, which was uh, it was my first time driving to Idaho. It was a crazy, crazy trip. Um, <laughs> that's also a nine-hour drive, which was um, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was an interesting drive. It's a lot of driving through nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some pretty parts though. I w- I would believe, right? It's, it's yeah. There it's it, there is a lot of pretty parts, and there's a lot of parts where I'm like, am I gonna get abducted by aliens? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, it's like I'm out in the middle of the desert, you know, yeah. out in the middle of the high desert, and there's I haven't seen a car in probably you know two hours. Yeah, yeah. I'm the only person out here, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, this is. What I think I you need a pickup truck with like two other buddies for that to happen, though. At least that's what the movie shall we show. Right, right. Oh, man, <laughs> that movie. That was a movie. Fire in the sky. Fire, right? Firefly or fire something. Something. fire in the sky i think it was fire, fire in the sky yeah that's the oh, one man. yeah that movie man i was so scared that tripped me out movie. man when i saw it i was i think i was like eight or nine when that movie yeah. came out and i was so scared aliens were gonna come get me for like two years <laughs> i was terrified well yeah, i, I hope i didn't ruin out. your next trip to idaho man sorry to Bro. bring it up <laughs> yeah no i was i was that's what i was thinking i was like man there's like no phone service out here no. uh I haven't seen a car in like two or three hours. <laughs> I'm like the only person. I'm like the only person, like human being in, in like a square mile. And I'm like, is there going to be aliens out here? This is crazy. This looks like a perfect opportunity to get kidnapped by aliens. So. <laughs> you know, I, I, my daughter lives in Provo, Utah. Her husband's a lineman up there. And it's about a 10 and 11 hour drive um, from where I live. And there's stretches of that where now I'll be thinking of this too, because I, I think it's very similar to going to Idaho right yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's cool it's cool though yeah so idaho was, idaho was great um it's just such a far way it was just such a far drive i'm like I'm, if i'm gonna do a, if i'm gonna do a long long drive i'm gonna do um ontario because that one was just both shows were really good but ontario was just like the the people there were just so great to talk to last year and this year yeah. was the same thing i really had a good time just going there hanging out so yeah no everyone was awesome there i'm really happy for that show and i I hope it continues to get bigger and bigger. It's awesome when you start to see a lot of fans doing cosplay. That means they're really into it and they think it's worth it. You know, you go to some comic cons and and they're okay, but if people don't feel like dressing up, they probably don't get the vibe or or the feel of the show, right? But when you start to see a bunch of people walking around as a favorite characters, I don't know, I get pumped up. I that's what a comic con should be, right? Right, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And they had a lot of like famous people there. I was really surprised. Power Rangers. They had all kinds of people there um, for uh, I mean, it's a it's a smaller show, I would think. But, uh, you know, compared to some of the other you do more than I do. But I was really impressed on how well it was put together. Yeah, it, was, it seemed really organized. I went to um, I, can't remember, I went to a show last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the celebrities, there were so many, so many celebrities, but it was just so um, it wasn't as quite as organized. So it was just like kind of chaos in that area. Yeah, um, I was kind of in a nearby area um, to that area, and it was just you know there was a lot of overflow, um, a lot of the lines weren't moving and stuff like that, you know. So um, yeah. yeah, they they do a really good job down there, I think, with, with that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. So as far as Apex, are you working on six then right now? Yeah, yeah. So we uh, Brian just actually sent me a page the other night. So nice. Uh, yeah, he's he, he Brian's from the Philippines, so it's it's always fun getting a page from him because it's always in the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, I turned off my notifications on my phone because I, um, I, I work with him. And then I also um, have made, made a couple of uh, Japanese friends when I went to Japan in December. Uh-huh. Sometimes they'll send me something like, you know, some language thing or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. It's like, you know, two two in the morning. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, better, I better, better turn off the notifications on my phone. But um, yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're working on that one. Um, Brian's also helped me do layouts on my next book. So um Brian's really good at um, at uh, storyboarding and composition. Okay. And I, was like, I was like, man, you know, I, I really, um, for my next book, my next series, I really want to draw it myself because it's kind of like, you know, it's like this, this thing I need to conquer, you know? Um, and I was like, but, you know, I really want to get Brian in on this too because I really feel like he can contribute something to it. So I'm like, hey, you want to do a, um, you want to do storyboards and layouts for me on this? And he's like, yeah. absolutely, he'd love to do it. So, yeah. Pretty cool. He's been sending me layouts for that too. And I'm just working on these pages and I'm just like, this is going to be so cool. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So will there be a Kickstarter coming up for Apex then? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to do it right okay. now. Um, I have, I'm, I'm about, we're about to page 10. I think we're working, we're working up to page 10 right now. I think. Okay. We're yeah. About 30, close to 30 pages again. Okay. Uh, I can't remember how long I wrote the script, but, um, 
trying to trying to get them a little shorter because it takes so long to make them. I'm yeah. like, if we can just cut four pages off this, we can like make like finish the book, right? So I'm trying. It's like a month out. early, right? If you could do that, almost. Yeah, yeah. So like condensing it down. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not the greatest writer, so I'm just like you know. I just like to write, and I don't like cutting, like trimming the fat, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, especially with Apex, it's just all about you know just dumb, ridiculous action, right? <laughs> That's so, awesome, though. Eh? That's what makes is. it fun, right? It is, but it's it's really easy to get carried away and go. <laughs> I'm just gonna make this battle eight pages long, you know. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's so I've been I've been trying to learn how to cut it down a little bit. So hopefully this book is. A little shorter but like just as much much stuff in it you know yeah uh, yeah where i can get it out to people faster because i think the biggest thing for me is like retaining you know people's attention you yeah know? yeah you know, hey you know this this thing's awesome they're like i love it it's awesome but then you know you don't see it again for eight or nine months you know so. yeah yeah i mean i think that's tough for an independent creator in general right because it's i don't think people realize it. it's not super cheap to to create a comic it's very I don't want to say easy, easy is the wrong word, but there's the, uh, the ability to create your own comic book is there, right? right? And there's so many publishers where you could do short runs of 25 and whatnot, but uh, the layout, the artwork, the inking, the, the coloring, and then you're working with someone in the Philippines, right? So the back and forth and the time, and I don't think people realize it. it's not like we're in this building just pumping out pages like the big two, oh, right. right? This is not easy to do and it's costly. So you have to work things around, you know, at least for me, right. You got to work things around payroll and make sure the wife's okay right. with everything. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. It's, I mean, we're, we're putting out, I, I would, I would say we're putting out a, a book that's the same quality as something that the big two are putting out. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, we um, not to toot my own horn or anything over here, but uh, no, I mean, if you look at the quality of even the pages, the artwork, like this is issue one, I think I could, share but i mean the artwork is incredible um it's well done the the feel of it like i don't know who you're using as your publisher but man the book is just high quality i, I really enjoy uh just even touching it and holding it in your hand man it feels really good i really love that paper um, my printer, i do, I do too and um he just i'm like hey what kind of paper do you got because i don't like glossy at all yeah yeah i got a matte paper you got he just pulls out you know all this stuff out of the thing he's like here this is what i got slaps it on the table like all right so we, <laughs> we tested so many different papers for this yeah um, and he, yeah he's been printing for me since since uh, almost the beginning and it's nice but um a lot of people don't realize like you're saying um this is a it's a huge production yeah uh, to make something like this um and anybody can do it yeah, uh, it's the, the the everything is so accessible now. Yeah, um, you can ever you want. Like you don't need anybody's permission to do shit anymore. Yeah, you know? it's, it's just, that's it's that's the awesome part of it, right? Yeah, it's great. It's really exciting because I'm like, yeah. I remember when I first started, and uh, there was this guy. Um, I, I it was at this somebody tried to put on a comic con at a flea market here, oh. and it was it was uh, it was a disaster. <laughs> but it was cool because. Um, I went there at that point in time. I was trying to do a YouTube channel. I was like, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Um, yeah. You know, for, for the rest of my life, I was like, you know, kind of in that phase in my twenties where I'm like, what, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. So, I, so I went there, I went there and got a table and we were just, you know, kind of screwing around. And uh, there's this, there's this guy next to us. that had a comic book and then Garrett Gunn was there. Um, that's where I met him for the first time. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really cool because I seen people making comic books and I'm like, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to make comic books and, and be an animator. Yeah. Like, people are, people are doing this. This is crazy. Like, how are they doing this? And that was, a um, that was like a big revelation to me. Like what the hell? Like, <laughs> you know? so I went and, um, you know, started researching on how people are doing this and the, um, the answers were kind of like, well, nobody really knows. It's just kind of like, you know, you're, you're finding yeah. your own way, I guess. Cause I, that, that's how it has been for me. And anytime somebody asks me like, how do you do it? I'm like, well, you gotta learn how to do it. I mean, yeah. Learn how to do it on your own. Everybody's path's different. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, whether you hire people or do it yourself, the people who do it all themselves, man, I don't know if you uh, met, uh, Kenneth Rockefeller over there. Rockford. I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. He does all his stuff all by himself. The whole thing. I'm like, man. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I don't know how you do, bro. By the way, he's the nicest guy ever. Like, yeah, yeah, he is super cool. Super guy. nice yeah. guy. I, love I guy. think Don. I met Don there. He does uh, Pablo the, um, the gorilla. Yeah, Don. And he does, yep, and yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah. I think everything on his own too, if I'm not cool. mistaken. So, yeah, that's a lot of work, Kenny. 
That's a it lot. Is, of, I mean, yeah. if you have the skill set, I guess it's cool, but that's a lot of work. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I mean, the lettering, the I mean, just everything. You know, that's that's a lot, a lot of work. And some of those guys, they crank that shit out, man. They're like, they do. You know, on, on a schedule that that like way surpasses mine. You know. Yeah. yeah. So, I like to say, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say I like to take it slow, but I do like to, you know, just kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Um, I don't like to crush people with deadlines. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Brian does some amazing work, and I think that if uh, if I put him under a ton of pressure, you know, it might cause you know, yeah, it might cause some of that quality to suffer. You know, because I know for sure. me, anyways, you know, when I'm on a, on a tight deadline, it's it's tough. Yeah. You know, sometimes I make decisions that I probably wouldn't have made if I wasn't on on that kind of a deadline. You know, so yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I can respect that. Um, you know, but yeah, you know, so you, it does have to get done at some point. But you know. Yeah. Yeah, we do we do we do good. We do good together. So I mean if you're you're through five issues and you're working on six, that means you know, all your fans, I think they kind of understand um that those timetables and it seems like they're they're willing to wait for it because it's good yeah. quality stuff. And yeah, so I mean whenever that Kickstarter um you know starts to happen, let us know and we'll 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 throw that out there into social media land for you and and make sure that we do our part to help you out too, because Man, I don't think people realize Kickstarters are really important to be able to afford to keep moving along on some of these stories. It is. It's such an it's such an amazing tool. Um, I I haven't I haven't looked in Indiegogo, but I'm, I'm considering maybe doing Indiegogo for the uh, next one as well too. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I started with Indiegogo. I like it because you know whatever has been donated, you'll get. So on that end, it's pretty cool. Um, Kickstarter seems very stressful, but I feel like there's a lot more comic books on Kickstarter. And I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, I don't know if you've kind of looked into both of them, but uh, Kickstarter, I did Kickstarter. And I was more successful on Kickstarter than Indiegogo, but it is also extremely stressful because if you don't hit your goal, right, nothing matters. Right, so you're like, right. I'm not, I don't want to say nothing matters, but I mean, you, there's there's no funding if yeah. you don't hit the yeah, goal. There's, there's definitely a lot of pressure. And I think, you know, the, 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 the whole um, ecosystem's changed a lot since I started um, in 2020 doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where before it was that that was like kind of the beginning of you know it was it, it felt like before that everybody everybody that i knew that was doing kickstarters it was like a grind the entire time yeah and all of a sudden people started funding in you know five minutes and like yeah you know, funny and then it became about you know let's fund let you know it has to fund in the first day or it's crap like yeah you know, it's, kind of, um, <laughs> it's kind of like this weird uh <laughs> this weird thing right if it, yeah so, you know, it's kind of like if it doesn't fund in ten minutes, it's crap, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like I got a friend running a Kickstarter right now, and um, you know, I looked at, uh, I just just checking in on him this morning, and um, you know, he's at a thousand out of seven thousand for the first uh, first couple of days, and like, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's you know, you got you got that many people that you know want to want to um, you know, be part of your project and you know, do your thing. Um, he's still got a couple of weeks left, so I mean, I don't think it's gonna be a problem for him, but um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it gets, but you get that in your head, you know, that, well, it's, I still got the $6,000 to go. You're not thinking about, you know, the, the first chunk that you got already that, you know, these people came out for me, you know, on yeah, the first exactly. couple of days, you know, um, and they believe in what I'm doing. So, I mean, that's, you know, I try to look at the positive side, positive side of it, I guess, a little more than yeah. the, you know, the grind, but I think with Indiegogo, I think it's, um, I, I guess I can see where it'd be a little less stressful. I also think they have a, um, on i think it's called on demand where you can continue your campaign afterwards so oh really um pre-order and stuff like that once it's closed i'm not sure how it works but something i thought was kind of interesting so i was going to look into it from for a future project maybe and see yeah yeah i I haven't heard of that one i'll have to check that out as well so you you said you were working on another book is that something that you could tell us more about or you you're not ready to talk about it yet yeah i could i talk about a little bit um so it's actually it's so i i haven't worked out how many issues it's going to be yet because i'm I, my the idea is always super big and then you know like i said i gotta tear it down a little bit but yeah right now I have the first issue written um and kind of a loose outline for four um i don't want it to be as big in scope as apex because apex is my first thing and it's mm-hmm. massive yeah um, I, I planned out nine nine uh full comic books for apex oh, wow. and um it's uh hopefully that air conditioner isn't too loud um, no i don't hear it you're okay, good, good. Yeah. um so nine issues and I'm like, man, I feel like I'm never going to be done with Apex. You know, it's like, it's, it's I started uh, writing it in 2017. So I've been working on it for a long time. You know, yeah. Like, you know, most people do one comic book and then it's like your one shot and, you know, they move on to something else. And I'm just like, no, it's going to be the biggest one, 
baddest thing ever. <laughs> it, it has been, but uh, I've been ready to move on to do other things, and I want to do maybe a little bit smaller, bite-sized things that um, you know people can, you know, have and not have to wait, you know, ten years. So by the time I'm done with Apex, I'll be working on it for for eight or nine years. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and that's a long time for for a very small series. So yeah. you know, I have a lot of stories I want to tell. Um, so the next one, anyways, back to it. So it's called Blue Heart Emoji, and it's uh, it's more set in like fantasy, uh, fantasy setting, kind of nice uh, futurist, uh, like basically Scotland yeah. uh, is, is the main the main uh, setting. I'm Scottish, so I'm like, well, where are all the Scottish? You know, uh, where's all the Scottish action out there? You know, so, <laughs> um, I made its characters named Strodoch. Um, that's kind of like the English way to say. It. I can't really pronounce it in. in Gallic because it's so weird. Yeah. But so I call him Trodotch and he's a, a he's a frog prince from uh from the Highlands, which is uh Scotland. Yeah. And, uh, Highlands is a is a kingdom that uh, floats above the above the continent. So it's basically, oh. but it is it is Scotland raised up above uh, the rest of the world. And uh, yeah, yeah, Leisha's an evil uh, accent. So an evil. Uh, like an ancient evil um it's, it's come back to to take over the land and uh he's sent by his father who's the king to go oh. retreat, um, on a quest to go get the, the ancient weapon to save the kingdom and uh when he gets back he realizes that he failed uh the kingdom is destroyed uh and everything's everything's basically shit right yeah so, <laughs> uh, but when he in, on his way uh, to find the sword he incidentally meets this girl uh, who he knows nothing about, and she actually leads him to the sword. He, never, he actually couldn't find it, mm. uh, which, which is part of the reason why he fails. Um, so when he unleashes the evil, he realized uh, she had given him, uh, left him a pendant, a musical pendant that uh, actually helps him escape, basically, uh -huh. from this uh, from this evil this evil bad guy. And uh, he, uh, he realized that he needs to go save her now, right? Yeah. Target of the, of the uh, people, and really. So he's he's kind of a failed hero, uh, kind of trying to figure out uh, his way way in the world. And, um, you know, it's not not really super like safe princess kind of stuff, but you know, kind of in the same vein as you know those old um, like Legend of Zelda. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm inspired by Legend the movie. You ever seen that movie Legend? From, oh yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's a huge huge inspiration for me for that. Yeah. And then just that kind of thing. Uh, Final Fantasy has always been a huge, huge um, influence on me too. I love Final Fantasy. So I just kind of wanted to do that kind of thing with, like, with some video game theme um, stuff. And then also, on top of that, I was hoping to get, get to it sometime this year. I got sucked into a big oil painting project for the last couple months. I haven't got to start <laughs> on it yet, but uh, yeah. uh, I'm going to do a video game. So we're going to do, we're going to try to do a video game, uh, just like a small independent video game uh, based on that that story. So Really? Wow, yeah. that would be pretty awesome, man. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully I can get the bandwidth to do it. I'm going to start writing myself a schedule so I can see, you know, what am I capable <laughs> of if I get organized? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now, it's just you know, I get, I get. Uh, it's not that I'm like all over the place, but you know, if Brian sends me a page and I'm not scheduled to color, I'm like, oh, that looks awesome. I'm going to color that today. Yeah. Uh, maybe I shouldn't color that today. Maybe I should wait to do that and do something else today. You know, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Priorities, right? priorities my friend priorities man well that's awesome man what what comic books growing up was your inspiration when you uh, started to write apex was there something that you you read before that was kind of inspiration or um, so oh man so so many different things um, yeah so i i started uh my first comic book i started on was uh x-men one jim lee yeah first player uh, i just you know that one was that one was huge. I got that at a Toys R Us. I think it was the first four issues. It came in like a pack, and it was like sealed in like hard plastic. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think they put it in that so the kids wouldn't like look through it and ruin it. Yeah, it was a big you know fold out fold out cover. Um, that one was huge. Um, Batman. Uh, I think that when I first started getting comics around the time when Batman uh, got uh, destroyed by Bane mm. way back then. So it's like the Nightfall. Uh, yeah. Batman. Where they had that really badass Batman suit, uh, it was uh, Azrael or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that was super badass. I always thought that was super cool. I still think he's way 
way cooler Batman than Batman. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, super savage, right? Yeah. Uh, super sad. And then the X-Men cartoon was probably the biggest influence on me as far as comic books go, because uh, yeah. my dad was huge in X-Men. Uh, when he was a kid, he had, you know, you know, you always hear stories about the older guys that had, you know, all the comic books and their mom, yeah. these are the devil or whatever, you know, these are garbage. These are for kids that threw them out, you know. Um, or use some, you know, clean the windshield or, you know, whatever. <laughs> Newsprint, right? Yeah. So, you know, he's always telling stories about how he had all his comics and he's like, they do work so much money today if my mom didn't throw them away, you know, all yeah. this stuff. You know? So the X-Men was was a big influence. Um, I thought that uh, Apex, Apex origin story is kind of similar to Wolverine where it's got kind of an uh, inspiration from that where, you know, he's yeah. kind of created his weapon and then, you know, becomes a good guy. Uh Mega Man video games was also a huge inspiration for uh, Apex. Apex is like main powers. You can kind of learn learn enemy abilities and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a light influence. I didn't want to like make it like the whole story about that. So kinda, yeah, you know it's there, but it's not the main the main thing. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think those are the two main ones. Um, yeah, girls obviously. I mean, anything, anytime you make an animal into like something that like kicks ass. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> automatically, it's a Ninja Turtles thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, most people are like Apex. Is, this, this is like Ninja Turtles, you know. They come to me like, this is so cool. And <laughs> I didn't realize it at first, but it is really, uh, it, it is really born of that, right? Like, yeah. like every, everybody's kind of, kind of owes Kevin Eastman and. Uh, oh, for sure. Kevin yeah. Eastman changed the game, man. Right, you know, so I think everybody kind of owes those guys a big, a big thanks because that's you didn't see anything like that, right? No, no, I mean it, it blew up, man. I mean, I mean, Ninja Turtles was still pretty popular, but growing up, man, it was, it was as big right. as it gets, right? Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I think just any, basically anything, anything I've really liked over, you know, I'm I'm, I'm an '80s, late '80s, early '90s, you know, kid. So, yeah, I mean, you know, all the stuff that came out then. You know, oh, the you, best! I think the best stuff ever came in the '80s and '90s, though. Right. So, I mean, almost everything of everything is kind of in it. So, just being that, being alive in that era as a kid, really, really inspired me. That kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome, Kenny. That's awesome. And then you you did some covers. So let's talk about some of your cover art because I think you did a couple. I know we kind of already mentioned Alpha as Alpha Betas and Cold Dead Hands. I think you did a cover for each of those, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so Cold Dead Hands was um yeah I guess I got sidetracked on that one. Um, Cold Dead Hands was uh Brian Bellotto did the line art. Uh huh. And, and then I did the colors on those, and that was on my good friend Garrett's book. I also did uh I did the interior colors on um Garrett's uh DFN three DF DFN three. I think you've seen it on my table. I have I have a ton of comps of this. The, uh, mm-hmm. On the girl on the front. Yes. Yeah, I always I always mess up the title DF. DFN3, I think it's, it's Daphne. Mm-hmm. Like, but, you know, a code and an act. Yeah. Uh, so I did the interior colors on that with Brian. Um, we just worked well together. So, yeah. Fine art. And Garrett's like, hey, you want to do colors on this? I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> no problem. I'd be glad to. Uh, yeah. And then Alpha Betas, I did, uh, I did flatting for Alpha Betas. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my friend Michael Calero, he did, uh, he did the line art in that book. Uh, he's like, hey, man, I need a flatter, like, really bad. You know, so, yeah. Uh, I did flats for that. That was actually a lot of fun. I actually really learned a lot about flatting mm. uh, from that project. Because uh, when I, I, I did a, uh, I can't remember, I did a small one shot thing for flatting for him. And I sent him the page back. And he's like, these are all messed up, dude. And, you know, prior to that, I was just flatting Apex, uh, just the best I knew how before. Yeah. No colors on it. Not really, not really caring so much about the breaking down the selections, but more yeah. just. Uh, created color breaks and it was really messy and he's like these are not right you gotta do it like this he, kind of, he really kind of uh, took me under his wing and he's like this is how it's like the industry standard yeah and this is how you do it and after, just from doing that one project uh, and then doing applying that to my apex project mm-hmm. uh, my coloring is so much more streamlined now it's amazing like how much easier and better it is that's awesome. Uh, because doing that, so it's it was good. I'm glad that flatting's not a lot of money, um, but and, and it is a lot of work. But uh, I would recommend anybody who does coloring comics at least do a couple flatting jobs because yeah, 
it's, it's pretty important stuff. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, that experience is invaluable, especially when you're creating your own comic book. Right. I mean, that just, right, right. that's extremely crucial, extremely crucial. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So what, when is your next uh, comic con? You said it was Reno. That's going to be the next one on your list. Yeah. Uh, July, July 8th. I believe that's the first week. It might be the first weekend of the calendar. First weekend of July. Yeah. Okay. July, so go ahead. Norm Reno. Uh, is that a pretty big show, there. like the size of uh, Ontario or bigger? Uh, smaller, actually. It's, oh, small, yeah. Smaller, smaller show, yeah. It was yeah. really good last year. It was at the uh, Circus Circus Casino um, downstairs, um, which was really cool. I'd never been to Reno before. Yeah. Um, so it was it was really cool to go see, like, uh, you know, uh, we have casinos in California. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, Northern yeah. California, we have casinos here, but Indian casinos. Yeah. Uh, it's a different experience. Um, yeah. You know, when you go over to Reno, it's like, this is a different kind of thing. I, you know, uh, it's weird. You think it's just like a casino. It's a casino, right? But it's, yeah. it's a different, a way different experience. It's really like over the top. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of lights. Uh, kind of, it's, it's, it's weird. You know it when you know it. You know, you know it when you know it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> casinos in California, they're a little different. They're a little more uh, fancy, I think. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, I think fancy makers would say it. Um, maybe they seem like more like legitimately run businesses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how else to put it? Um, but they're not so glitzy and glammy. You know, yeah. Yeah. A well, a lot of them are like, we have one where I live and uh, it's like right in the middle of neighborhoods and stuff like that. So there's probably limits to how fancy and lights and all that good stuff too, I would think as well. But it seems right. like more of like a convention center that has casino yeah gambling inside of it right <laughs> exactly yeah it's 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 very it's 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 very toned down compared to, yeah. to reno and uh vegas casino. and vegas casinos are yeah <laughs> right in your face with everything um, <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's a crazy place yeah yeah and do you have a show after that one that you're working on this one what is the next one to do uh, i don't you know i think I think the next one I'm doing is the Sundial Rich Comic Con in Reading in October. Oh, okay. I feel like there's, um, you know, actually, I saved a spot. Um, so I do, I was doing, a, I've done SAC anime a couple times, Sacramento. Okay. Sacramento. Yeah. And um, it's an anime show. Oh. I think they're all anime shows now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, really, I really, I mean, I think it's, a, I think every Comic Con is now kind of like an anime, anime convention. Uh, with comic books there yeah i mean i love anime don't get me I wrong but it's really sad though man i'm just like oh come on man <laughs> yeah, american comics kind of kind of declined a little bit i yeah. mean you know there, there's a, there's a lot of reasons for it. i think mostly it's accessibility yeah yeah, yeah. um i go i like i go to barnes nobles all the time buy like novels and, books and stuff and they have a whole section of anime uh, or manga yeah. or whatever and uh and then they got like a little shelf like, about this big <laughs> Yeah, no. No, I, I did a, a video of our Barnes and Noble out here and there might have been not exaggerating a hundred feet of shelving for manga and anime and then probably 20 feet of uh, graphic novels both sides right so you have the big two on one side and then the independence on the other side and uh, I was just like man I took the video and saying guys <laughs> Our, our our art form right we don't want to lose that and uh i i do think indie comics though is the bright spot of comics and i i love uh the big two don't get me wrong i'm a big dc guy I grew up with justice league and all that good stuff so I, I buy some of the um the dc and marvel stuff still i love the current run of fantastic four i mean there's some good stuff out there but uh across the board i just feel like there's not as good writing um when it comes to uh the big two um, and there's, they're limited on the stories that you could tell, right? Because you have this canon that you have to kind of hold to, which I, I want them to hold to it, right? I, I don't want to see, you know, Superman all of a sudden sprout wings and, and like, I don't want to see oh, that, right? right? That's not Superman, right? And I don't want to see Batman get powers, right? That's not Batman. Um, that's not Bruce Wayne. So those type of things, I understand you're limited. Um, but in indie, man, there's, I mean, you have a, a samurai owl. That doesn't happen, right. I don't think, in... Uh, and the big two, because they, they do have to kind of stay true to Canon um, to a certain extent, 
which I respect, but I think it limits the stories you could tell. And indie, there's no limits. I mean, you could go in all kinds of directions. Well, right. I mean, it's, it's all the fresh ideas are with independent creators right now. Agree. And that's, I mean, that's where all that's where all the fun's happening right now. And yeah. I, I really do think it's the future of uh, American comics, at least. Um, and, yeah. and even even just comics in general, uh, Japanese comics are the same way. Uh, manga, yeah. uh, but, you know, everything's you know uh, short and yeah. stories and then they they move on from that and go to something else yeah, yeah i mean some of the things you know last forever like you know yeah. uh one piece bleach dragon ball yeah you know, the big ones but most of them are small condensed you know single singular stories that uh have a beginning and an end yeah yeah they go on to something else but i think the advantage that uh japanese comics have that american ones don't is uh personal cost um, yeah it's way cheaper to buy a giant manga than it is to buy a graphic novel for, for american comics yeah i think that has a lot to do with production yeah i mean they make these manga with you know two or three guys which is almost like an independent studio an independent creator um in the united states or anywhere i guess but um you know marvel is here you know, it's a huge team you got the three editors you got yeah you know, uh you got you got writer or two you got a colorist a letter you know you got all these guys working together and it costs money yeah you have all that yeah. stuff uh, and i think that that affects quality of the writing too because we have you know three editors telling you well you know i don't really like this let's change this you know yeah start getting to a point where they're kind of uh, not unseasoned i guess you yeah. say you yeah know, there's there's no flavor anymore yeah you know? yeah so yeah. Yeah. I think the stories, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's hard. I, I, I see both sides of it. Right. I, I feel, I feel for them because I, and some stories are told very well, but I also think, you know, when Superman's done everything, what is next for Superman? I just think that's really difficult. Like I wouldn't want to be put in that position as a writer. I'd rather be in the indie side where you could create a story um, than having to read like the last five years of Superman to understand what's been taking place because there's some passionate fans out. I'm, I'm a passionate fan when it comes to certain books and I'll know right away, like that's, that doesn't make sense for this character. Right. And so you, right. it's a little bit difficult, but man, on the indie side, you could go in all kinds of directions. Uh, my daughter got me into uh, some of the anime, like uh, death note. Incredible, man. So good. So good. So good. I've watched it twice. I got all the McFarlane characters. I was just like, I can't wait. I, I know they're working on a, another one McFarlane right now, but uh you know, My Hero Academia is incredible. The storyline and just, I, they do it so well. It's just, it's incredible, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got super far to My Hero. Uh, I think I watched the first couple episodes of it. Watching TV is always hard for me. As soon as I turn it on, I, I fall asleep. So, yeah. <laughs> by, by the time I have that much time to wind down, I'm like, okay, it's, yeah. it's time to go to sleep. But yeah. uh, I just picked up, I don't even have any here. It's not room. Uh, I just picked up a book the other day, a manga the other day called uh, Rooster Fighter. I'm like, this oh. is insane. Yeah. It's just this rooster, and he's like buff as shit. He's just like just throwing stuff. I'm like, this is so cool. I love it, man. I love it. You That's know, awesome. Yeah, you don't have that stuff in, in mainstream comics. I mean, in, in the mainstream, I think like, it, I, I would even call it, I think it was Image or Boom Studios or something like that a while ago released uh, one called like Shirtless Bear Fighter. Mm -hmm. uh, that, one, that one was super funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean that, that those kind of things in the mainstream are kind of kind of rare. So the indie indie scene is kind of really where it's at, and that's where all my money goes. Yeah, uh, my friends have a comic book. I'm like, I'm buying that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, I'd rather have them, them have my money than anybody else. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Marvel don't need my money. Yeah. Uh, DC, <laughs> DC doesn't need my money. Plus, we don't even have any comic shops here anymore. No. Uh, yeah. That's sad. Business, you know. So yeah, uh, you can't buy really buy go walk in somewhere and buy comic books anymore. And yeah. ordering online is like the same, you know. Yeah, it's like, not. Yeah, I can get anything from Midtown Comics, but it's just not the same as you know going, picking up a stack of books and you know talking to the comic shop owner. You know, get that yeah. relationship there. Um, you know, just hang out in the shop for an hour, you know, and just you know just kill a little bit of time. And um, that 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 was always the fun part. I go to the comic shop, it's just hanging out with the guys who own the shop. Yeah, yeah, no. I do it all the time, man. I, we're really fortunate that in the little town I live in, we live in Hemet, which is outside of Palm uh, Springs, but we have a comic shop. And 
I'm always surprised that our little tiny town has this comic book shop, but man, I, I love it. My wife's all, you're gone for three hours at the comic book store. It's like the size of our living room. Like, what are you doing in there? And it's right. that, right? You're getting in there. You're arguing over certain things that happen in comics. You're, I just love that whole environment and the feel and the, the comic book order. Ambrose is an awesome guy. And um, he also does, uh, he does more uh, cartoon um, art, um, like uh, strips, cartoon strips, but just a good guy. Been in the industry for a long time. He helped me with my comic a lot. Um, just because he understands how to do the the right bubbles and the right uh, lettering that you should do. And he's just an awesome guy, man. So I, I go in there all the time and we just shoot the breeze over. A lot of times I come home, I don't even know what we talked about, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, I, I have a lot of good relationships with the people for yeah. hanging out with comic shop. And then other customers come in too, you know, you make yeah. guys and, you know, that kind of thing. So it's always uh, really cool, you know, having, having a shop. It's, I, I really miss it. I don't miss spending fifty dollars a week on books. So yeah, that's, I know that's, that's the problem, right? You know, when when um when my when my friend uh she closed her shop, uh, I was like, you know, I've been for a while. You know, it's kind of rough for her uh, shop open. I was always just buying something. I'm just, you know, I'll I'll throw a few extra books out every week and try to help keep her open. And then, yeah, you know, eventually it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm spending fifty bucks a week. You know, once she closed, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of relieved that you know I'm not spending fifty bucks a week. But I do miss you know going to the shop, hanging out you know, having that place to go and just kind of, yeah. you know, do that kind of thing because yeah. that doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't. It's, it's become a pretty tough business and, you know, you hear, uh, you know, some of these uh, distributors, I mean, luckily there's been a couple of new distributors that have popped on. It's creating a little bit more, uh, I think some pricing wars on, on getting some comics to comic book stores, which could be very helpful, but for a while, right. You only had kind of diamond, you know, Diamond you know, could do whatever they want to do. And I, really think that, I really think that was kind of a downfall of a lot of the shops. Because, you know, yeah. I just remember, you know, seeing my friend have her shop. Mm-hmm. Um, just the amount of stuff she had to have, you know, on hand all the time, order, um, yeah. just to get an order in. Yeah. It was yeah. huge. And uh, it was kind of going off the old system where, you know, you would, you'd have a lot of customers coming to buy stuff. You know, if you're competing with all the online stuff now and all that, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I think that that I, I think at some point the industry or the, at least on the, the retailer and they they should um, be collecting deposits from their customers. At, at, you know, some people would pick up their box for weeks, months. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah. you know, it's just sitting there. You know, product that you know they need to sell to pay the bills. You know. So. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, that was another big problem too. I think all the pull lists. You know, people are—they're buying comics for you, and then you don't show up to pick up those comics that you said you wanted. That makes right. it really tough on a comic book shop, man. Yeah, I, I was—I always really vigilant about picking up my books. Well, not to mention, like, it's, it's just kind of fun to just have that thing, you know. Uh, yeah. Like a binge watching, you know, culture now. Exactly. Reading, and uh, which is fun, you know, from time to time when it's like I have, you know, five hours to kill watching TV, which never happens anymore. Yeah. But um. <laughs> I think that happens when you work for yourself. You're just like, I don't have time for nothing. I just have yeah. time to do the things that I need to do, right? Exactly, yeah. But, uh, you know, we have this binge-watching culture now where it's, you know, which is not a, not a huge problem, but you do lose that, like, there, there's something something kind of magical about, yeah. um, you know, going somewhere and picking up, like, the thing you've been waiting for all week. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're waiting all week for this to come out, or, like, a month or whatever, or, like, um, you know, with the show coming out, like I remember, um, we used to watch Bleach. Uh, uh, it was like 2012, and every week, like, you know, the new Bleach episode would come out, and I was like so excited that it was coming out. It's like finally we can like you know the next episode, and it was so cool. But now it's like, you know, you can just watch it all at once. You know? Yeah. So everything comes out all at once. Um, yeah. And it's it's cool, but it's just you know the anticipation I think makes things better. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think getting uh, having a little bit of a wait think sometimes where I'm like I just yeah. can't wait till this comes out, you know? Um, yeah. People don't know that feeling though. They don't they don't know it. You know, it's yeah. instant now, you actually don't yeah. have to have that. Yeah, I mean I had to wait every Saturday for the next uh, Justice League to come out to find out what happened, right? Right. But yeah, right. this culture is just like you said, everything's fast food. Yeah. You know, put in your order and watch it right away, right? So right. yeah. I mean I've caught myself binging a few things too, but I think there is uh, an appreciation when you, you have to wait and uh, kind of build up that energy to be able to watch it. I think you're missing some of that. 
Yeah, you know, somebody said, I don't know, I can't remember who it was. Somebody was saying something, you know, we consume too much. Yeah. Right? yeah. We're, we're constantly consuming and we're not creating and we're not, uh, you know, uh, it makes that, that also makes it kind of hard too because you're not, you know, you're always in this consumption mode. You're never just kind of taking a, back, a step back and, you yeah, know, you know, putting stuff back out, you know, so it's kind of right. I think I think it has a lot to do with accessibility. I think everybody can just do whatever, you know. Yeah. Get everything um, what they want. It's a little overwhelming. Yeah. No, it is very much overwhelming. I mean, you know, what's funny is you you turn on the TV and you're going to you know Netflix or Prime or something like that. I find myself not knowing what to watch. Like, there's so much content that it's just there's nothing to watch at the same time. So I, again, I. I don't know. It's a weird feeling. I don't know how to explain it, but then I ended up just turning it off. I'm like, I couldn't find anything to watch. Like, how could you not find something to watch? It's like, I don't know. Maybe it's just too overwhelming. There's too many choices. And I just, I just got to move on and find something else. Point, and I haven't, I've turned on Netflix for so long, but I get to the point where I'm just like looking at watching trailers, like trying to yeah. figure out what I want to watch. Yeah. And, you know, I compare it to going to the grocery store hungry. Yeah. <laughs> you don't buy all this food, right? You buy tons of food and you get all this stuff and you take it home and you put it all away. And then 10 minutes later, you're in the refrigerator, like just kind of sampling everything. Yeah. That's, kind of, that's kind of what it's like. It's like you're just hungry for something. Yeah. But you don't know what you want to eat, so you just yeah. eat a little bit of everything. Yeah. And, and <laughs> then, you, then you walk away from it, and you're like, you know, I wish I would have just like made a sandwich or something. Like yeah. <laughs> so, I'm so, full, and I don't even know what I ate, man. I just ate a little bit of everything. Exactly. Right? You know, and that, that's, how, that's how I was thinking. I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to. You just gotta like hammer it down, just make it make a decision. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's awesome, man. So true, man. So true, Kenny. Well, I, I mean, I think the good thing is though the indie scene is strong. Um, I've seen so many successful Kickstarters, and you know, I spend a lot of time on there just going through all the different comics or Indiegogo just to see what's out there. And it's it's awesome. Uh, some of the stuff that uh, is being produced right now. So uh, I, I think as far as indie comics go, I, I feel like it's in a really good place. You don't really see it in the numbers when you look at like comic book numbers because there's so many independents that are working off of Kickstarter and they have their own website. So it's really hard to, I think, quantify how strong indie is. But I do think it is the stronger um, portion of the comic book industry right now. And I think, like you said, that's that's kind of the future. I think the big two will always be there and they'll go through changes too, right? Because like you said, their staff is so large that they'll probably have to trim down a little bit. But Man, if you want to read some amazing stories, you, you got to go to the indie scene because there's some. I just I just read World uh, World Tree. I don't know if you've read that. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, man! That thing is by Image. Um, that book is incredible, man. And you would never ever read anything like that anywhere else um, outside of uh, independent comics. I mean, it, it's so like it's it's pretty adult, very mature. Um, so they wouldn't do it anyways. But the story just is a trip, man. It's just crazy. Um, something is killing the children. Same author, James. Uh, man, these books are insane. And and they've blown up, right? And then you go to a Comic-Con, you meet all these other independent creators that you never even heard of before. And their stories are amazing. So right. I, I just feel like it's in a really good place right now. It's only going to get better. Um, the more, the merrier, I think, in this area, too. Just because I think it helps the, the indie industry. Um, and it brings more eyes to Kickstarter and Indiegogo, the more that you have and the more noise you're making. And I think a lot of people are now shopping for their comic books on Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I mean, I found myself going on there for a while there. I was kind of doing a little bit of both. And I, I mean, I saw like that, you know, the, the comic reader app or whatever, that Marvel one. Yeah, yeah. I had the DC one. But I'm not sure what, what you have to do to get it now. I think it's on HBO or whatever. Yeah, but, they have the app. It's called Infinite, DC Infinite. And okay. you could, uh, yeah. And I have both of those too. So what I do is I'll, I'll buy like a, if it's a special issue, I'm like, oh, I like that. Or if it's a special, like a, I'm a big Fantastic Four fan. So I, I do collect those ones. But for the most part, after issue one, or if it's collectible, I just go right to the app and read them from there. Right. I, I don't want my local comic book store to hear me say that, but I mean, it's that's really what great. I do. It's really great for reading back issues too. Exactly. Through. So good. Yeah. Uh, especially if you grew up in the you know 70s, 80s, and 90s, I think that was the high point of comic books. And you saw what came forth from that is image comics, right? Uh, they, right. you know, the big two birthed image comics, which also exploded the indie scene. But uh, those, that time frame of comic books, I think are some of the best comic books ever. Yeah. I think 70, yeah. 70s, 
late sixties when it really started booming. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I just read um, through the X Men run. Uh, so I mean, for me, X Men one, Jim Lee first Spider Man was like the king, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. And I just read through from nineteen sixty two X Men one all the way all the way to that. Oh wow! I gotta say, I mean, it took it took me like six months because I'm really yeah. slow, but uh, I gotta say now after reading all that, I think I. Can't remember who the artist and writer combo was right after, uh, right after Kirby and Stan Lee um, mm-hmm. stopped doing it. But that was by far the best, yeah. uh, you know, from there. And then obviously Chris Claremont, and like uh, John Byrne, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, Claremont, awesome. Such a such a good run. And then like you get to Jim Lee stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is kind of why is why was this why is this so revered? I mean, it's great. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, the stuff that came before it, wow. Like, yeah. So good. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> how, how did I miss all this? Like, all the X Men animated series stuff yeah. was based off of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. The new costumes that Jim Lee designed. Yeah. You know, for, for X Men One. So it's kind of um, interesting to see, to read that. Cause I'm like, this is where all the stuff I like is. You yeah, know? yeah. Cool. Agree. Agree, man. Agree. Now, we, I think we were spoiled growing up in the time that we grew up, man. And you see today, I think they're just doing a, like remakes of everything that happened in the eighties and nineties, all the movies and stuff like that, trying to bring back some of that nostalgia. And it's people like us that are eating it up because we grew up when it when it came out the first time. So you make some fantastic animations though, I would say. We'll say oh, that. I think I think DC has the best animation. Um, you know, obviously X-Men was incredible. Spider-Man, I grew up watching all there's like three different types of Spider-Man. Um but DC, I just love their animation. But the movies for Marvel I think are better, right? So they each have their strong points. Uh, yeah, we'll see what the future brings with those uh, those two. Um, I don't know if you saw Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse yet. I haven't seen it yet. Really good. Very, very one, good. The first one was great. Like The art is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. What I would say is, me personally, I thought two was better than one, but I thought the art in one was better than two, if that makes sense. But the storyline in two is just incredible. <laughs> nonstop action. Um. Yeah, you got to check it out. I think I like Spider Man 2099. So my favorite. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. No. Nah. Remember when he came out in the nineties? Yeah. What the fuck? Is this? <laughs> is it Gabriel? Right? Is his name? Yeah. 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 Uh, no. What's the name? Uh. What's the name? Gabriel? Is it? No. It's uh. Starts with a G. Shit. Uh, I'll think of it in a second. Um. But yeah, he's awesome, man. Incredible, and he he plays a big part in uh across the Spider Verse too. Nice. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to see him, see him on there. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, that is, yeah, that's gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you should check it out. You'll love it. You'll love it. If you like the first one, you'll really love the second one. The first one's voice saying the villain was kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, you'll see the villain in two is much better. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil it for you, but you'll have a lot. Kinda, I, I, I suspect that it's not. Uh, not Spider-Man 2099. Why can't I think of his name all of a sudden? It's so weird. Because um, I, I, the trailers make it look like it's Spider-Man 2099. He's like, you know, yeah. bad guy. But I, I know that there's no way he's a bad guy. No, no, no. Yeah, he plays an interesting role. I'll, I'll say that. He plays a really interesting role in this. You can kind of see him as the bad guy, although he's not the bad guy. But he feels like things need to be done in a certain way, which might not necessarily be the the truth. So... I don't want to spoil it for you, but yeah, he's he plays an interesting role in this uh, in this movie. But he's just an amazing character. He's just he's badass. I, I really liked him a lot. Yeah, Jessica got, Drew was awesome in this. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. I just um, Jessica Drew is the uh, Spider Spider Woman, right? Yeah, Spider Woman. Yeah, she was incredible in this. Um, obviously, you have Spider Gwen. She was incredible. It's just a good, good, good movie. Great movie. The Gwen, the Gwen thing is cool. I like I like the. Uh the costume design on that character yeah i think they got a little kind of crazy with the gwen thing like yeah. for a while there when they were doing like the wolverine versions yeah that. yeah yeah they are you guys about for this a little bit a little too much yeah they, they tend to do that once in a while yeah if they, they can make a dollar they're gonna milk that dollar oh yeah they, they could go some somebody laughs at their joke and they're just like well, we're gonna tell that joke a million times. <laughs> yeah i mean that's i think that's one of the downsides is they've gotten a little too silly in some of their movies and that is why they haven't done as well like Thor: Love and Thunder and some of those. They were just so ridiculous. You're like, come on, guys, this is Thor. You don't want to do that to Thor. Yeah, you know that's one thing with the Marvel movies that kind of got me um, for a while there. I'm just like, I just 
you know, you're, you're like super into it. The, the, the movie screws along and all of a sudden somebody's like, fart joke. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> no I mean, sense funny, at all. But it like totally takes you out of that moment, right? Where you're yeah. just like, you know, this was serious for a second. And now it's, yeah. fun, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Well, right on, Kenny, man. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on, man. It was great talking to you in Ontario. Even better talking to you on the podcast, man. I, I did really enjoy Apex. If someone wants to pick up Apex and they are not in Reading or in Reno or any place you're going to be, how do they pick up this comic book right now, Kenny? So right now, um, you can message me on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, or Twitter. Um, that's the best way to get it right now. I'm building a website right now. It's kind of a process because I don't know yeah. how to do it. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is like my project for next week. It's like all week long I'm going to be working on this. So hopefully yeah. by next week I'll have a website uh, for that. And that's going to be moonfirelab.com. It's, um, oh, nice. So moonfirelab.com. All my comic books are going to be under moonfirelab.com. Um, but for now, um, at Kenny Aiken Art on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Uh, and I'm just selling uh, with PayPal link right now. And then hopefully next week, week after that, I should have a website running and that uh, I'll, I'll, I'll shop merchandise, hats, shirts. Nice. Shirts are kind of a pain in the ass. Hats, though, definitely hats, um, uh, trading cards, all kinds of fun merch and stuff like that. So Nice, man. I can't wait to see it when you're done. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kenny, um, thank you so much for joining, man. Had a blast. Hopefully we could do this again especially when issue six comes out or, or your newest project comes out. Maybe we'll have you back on and we could talk about that, especially when you start to uh, launch your Kickstarter. Yeah, cool, man. Thanks. I really appreciate being on here. Yeah, right on, Kenny. All right, my friend. Have a great uh, weekend and we'll talk soon. Cool, man. See you later. Right, take it easy.